Okay, welcome to episode 13, lucky for us, unlucky for some, of Views from the Outer Rim, the podcast that talks about science fiction and fantasy gaming and is the home of the X-Wing 2.0 show. With me today are my sleepy co-host. Hi, everybody. Razman. Razman. And we have a special guest. Is he really special? Uh, He's lucky number 13 special. Lucky number 13 special. Please introduce yourself, lucky number 13 special. Hey, I'm Dorian. And uh, yeah, I'm special. I'm definitely special. The Herminator. This uh, podcast will end when you hear a thud. That'll be (laughs) Justin's head hitting the table. Because he's got up at 4.30 this morning. It's been a busy day. It's his bedtime. So in this episode, we're going to uh, bring you the latest news from the Outer Rim. Then we will have episode 3 of the X-Wing 2.0 show. I know you're all excited about that. And then we will go on to our end up recommendations. So without further ado, news from the Outer Rim. Dorian, what have you been up to this uh, past week, two weeks or so? Uh, last two weeks, got a few rounds of X-Wing in, played Gloomhaven once. That's about it. Not too much gaming. Kind of got a little bit of a downswing. Got to get it back up again. Said the actress to the bishop. Hello. <laughs> so, how are you enjoying X-Wing 2.0? I really enjoy X-Wing 2.0. The new dials, the new cards, the more balanced play. A lot of little things that make it feel better. Said the actress to the bishop. Wow, this isn't the X-Wing 2.0 show. <laughs> X-Wing 2.0. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's, I, I was excited for it when it was announced. I was getting a little frustrated with 1.0. It felt really cool to be in at the ground level and have everything for once. But it's a lot of little things that just make the game run a little smoother when you're playing it. Cool. And um, Gloomhaven, you play, must have played with the uh, Dixer. Yeah. Yeah, James Dixon, who has um, who's been on here with us uh, once or twice in the past, because you haven't played with us, because we haven't played Gloomhaven in a while, have we, Justin? No, it has been, what is it, three weeks or so? Maybe it's more. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be a month, I yeah. think, that we played that, because the last time we had to get a get-together with uh, Dark Horse Warren, mm-hmm. or Warren Peace, um, I think I couldn't make it, and you guys played... Yeah, we played Blood Rage, um, and that's uh, a fun game. Um, I think it's like 27th on BGG.com. It's sort of area control. It's sort of like if you've played um, Small World where you kind of have to die out, forced to die out. But with a Viking theme, some interesting, lots of different kinds of win mechanics. You know, I was dominating James, just killing every single warrior he had. And then lo and behold, he flips over a card that every warrior who died, he gets a trillion points for. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, you're you're welcome. <laughs> I thought I was... Thought it was anyway. Blood Rage. Would you play it again? I would play it again. I'm not pining to play it again. Games like that where there's multiple paths to victory. It, you know Seven Wonders, Clive. Yeah. You know how you can win in like six different ways. Yeah. Um, and you can block your the person next to you. Yeah. And um, it's really really hard to control what you get in your hand and what that's that game. That's like this game okay. mixed with area control and small world. So I, I found it to be to a person who likes to kind of be in control of my own strategy and lose because of a choice I made, not lose because of a fluke that I didn't get the card I needed because the dude up there saw it and took it. And 
Yeah. You know? So there's a bit of that, but it's a lot of fun. There's a lot going on, and I wasn't bored the whole time we were playing. So, cool. Yeah, it was really good. Cool. It fun. Yeah, it, it looks a, like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it a is. game that I wanted to play. And that Viking theme is really, I think, really cool. I don't know. I just like that theme of you know dominate, destroy, death, valor, war, and everybody in the end dies, and you get points for that. Yeah. So going to Valhalla. Yep. That's very cool. Dorian and I have jumped on the Keyforge bandwagon. Yeah, it's a new game out by Fantasy Flight. It's got the unique deck system. You get a, a pre-built deck of cards. It's one of a kind. No one else will ever have that same deck. It's made up of three of the houses or suits out of a possible seven. Yeah. And you shuffle up and you get dealt a hand. And the interesting decision is you can only choose one house to play per round. So you say, I'm going to play the Lo- Logos. Uh, Logos. And then you can play all the cards from Logos. You can activate any Logos cards, but you can't activate your other two that are also out there. Yeah. So. There's lots of times when I was playing that I saw that I had a whole lot of cards I wanted to play of the dishouse on the board and no discards in my hand. <laughs> discards. <laughs> and I was wondering, well, what should I do? Because it would be really cool to activate all those cards. Yeah. But it, I'm not adding to my to my field. I'm not building a better state if I do that. So. Yeah, so the uniqueness or novelty of this game is that as Dorian just stated, no deck is the same. So you buy it's not a CCG where you buy boosters. You buy a deck. That is a deck. You play that. It's a deck of cards. Um, it'll it has some fancy name of your Archon, which is your hero that you're playing. So that's a novelty. Is that your deck is unique and you play against someone else's. You cannot change that deck at all. So if you want to play a different set of cards, you've got to buy a new deck. Um, I played it, and my initial thoughts are positive, but I reserve the right to change my mind after 100 plays. You sound like my wife. (laughs) Not plays. (laughs) (laughs) She just reserves the right to change her mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The last thing I think we should talk about before we move on to our next segment is the Outer Rim Pilots had their second ever tournament, Mm -hmm. their first ever x-wing 2.0 tournament mm-hmm. it, it was a hangar bay tournament mm-hmm. yeah. and it was a welcome to 2.0 and we had 10 10 Ten people attend 10. 10 people attend Wild and success. yeah it was good uh actually justin kind of you know if we said we held it in justin's basement oh you held a tournament yeah, in the basement but it was right. awesome justin had screens up with the times going um we had the uh the tabletop software table tabletop.to software with the points and congratulations to kale miller who won um with his list he had one list with three quad jumpers and three y wings with iron cannons and then his other list was five cracks fighters mm-hmm. so congratulations to him uh dylan came second I came third, Justin came fourth, and we had a string of others, and somewhere down and the I bottom was the there. Only other guy who had a perfect record. <laughs> yeah, Dorian had perfect. a perfect 0-4. Perfect 0-4. Anyway, so, anyway, Dorian, tell us what lists you were playing, and just give us a review of how it went for you, what you felt about uh, the tournament. You so know. it was it was a lot of fun. He's a great group of guys to play with. I brought one list from the Rebels and one list from the Empire. My Empire list was the Inferno Squad with a... Oh, yes, with Whisper. Uh-huh. 
it was a really good list when it worked well, but a very fragile list. The one time I played it, it came down to a final roll who was going to win against Dylan. And he, he, I missed on my attack and he didn't on his, so he won that match. Mm. The next time I played it, I miscalculated, put a K turn in, and my opponent stopped right behind me. Oh, wow. And who was, that? Who was that against? Who did you play? Um, who did I play my second Hayes. Hayes. Hayes, yeah. It doesn't take much to eat up a uh, TIE fighter when they're uh, not shooting back at you. Mm. And in your third round, you played Greg? Yeah, I played Greg. That's the one that uh, I played my TIE fighters with. And he, Greg okay. is the one who destroyed them. Okay. He made a good choice by not going forward. He plays this form all the time, so he probably read you like a book. Yeah, okay. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was that's fun. His, that's his signature yeah. move where he's yeah. like, I know exactly what you're going to do. I place. Yeah. Uh, my other list was a, re- a rebel handshake list. Fun. Yeah. It was good, but nothing great. And I think in 2.0, if you're going to bring good and nothing great, you have to be a great pilot. <laughs> no, I am not. Great great piloting depends on the game and the day and the decisions, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it, I look at this because you went against Dylan's Boba Fett list. Yeah. And uh, you went 200 to 170. Yeah. And that That's was damn close. It, it was. We each had a ship on the... Because Dylan that? came in second. He yeah. had a three and one record. Mm-hmm. He came in second. Because I played Dylan in the last round, no, the second to last round, the third round, and uh, I lost 200 to 41. Yeah. uh, His list with the two tugs or whatever just sliced me to ribbons. And I played against his list with with Slave One. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it was the same one, right? Paylob, two tugs, and uh, and Boba Fett. Yeah, so, like, he one-shotted my Fen Rao off the board. Because you tractor beam me onto a rock, I can't shoot back, I can't. Yeah, and in that list, I had my Infernal Squad working how they're supposed to they were sitting back they were putting in a damage then using re-rolls off the damage ship perfect adding more damage he destroyed a ship he got double stressed he wasn't able to take actions oh double stress is a killer it was great my other list had Nora wexley in the arc she's great when she's right beside because i put c3po on her Mm -hmm. so when she was in range one zero to one of a enemy ship she gets to add and evade yeah and then I would take the calculate action, and then I could get two calculate tokens, spend one of them to guess. She only rolls one evade dice, so I guess one. And then if I was correct, I got another one. So you could have a three evades of Nora Wexley at a range one shot, and people were getting frustrated. And one time it worked great against uh, James. And that time it was like, it was great. We were going near the end, and it was getting down to the final round. But the other time, I just. Never got her in. The list I was playing against just ran away, and I was in the chase, and it was mm. terrible. I, I just made bad decisions. How about you, Justin? I went three and one. The first two games, I picked my Imperialist, um, which had Whisper, Redline, Suntier, so it's AC, um, and I won both those games, not by a large margin. Um, I won against James, or my first game against Greg, and it was 200 to 130, so we did a bunch of trade-offs. My second one went to time, uh, 122 to 52 against James. And um, again, so I played both of those going, man, like that's a narrow margin of victory. You know, like I'm squeaking these off. Uh, Maybe I should switch. So in round three, I went against Dylan and I'm like, okay, I'm going full Boba Fett. I'm going to switch from my Imperialist. And I got wrecked, totally destroyed. Um, And uh, so then in round four, I'm like, well, I might as well make it even. So I played my Boba Fett list, which has... Fenrau, Boba Fett, and um, uh, the just the escape shuttle from Lando's Millennium Falcon. Which oh, that's is, cool. Well, it's only it's a tw- it's only twenty two points, 
and it's and it's a free co- it's a coordinate on the board. Yeah. So it's like I'm only here to basically follow Fen around and make him token stack. And it's extra points on the board. I mean, it shoots the two dice. It, yeah. I put trick shot on it because whatever, but it didn't really do anything except coordinate. And so all it did was allow me to save myself from landing on rocks because I could pre-barrel roll, right? He hits a lower initiative, so he could coordinate a barrel roll on Fen, and then I could be more tricky. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that for 22 points, a tugboat is way more efficient just because what the havoc it can wreak. Tugboats uh, are scary. They, so scary. They do a lot of damage because... They're moving at initiative one. Yep. Yeah. They know where everything you is. You can't avoid them. They're going to yeah. come in. Yeah. And then if you're Bullseye, facing them, ugh. you have to look at yourself. Okay, do I set my dial assuming I'm going to get tractor beam? Exactly. And then if you do, you're like, oh, I feel like a genius. But if it's exactly what happened to me. So I picked, the, yep, I picked the wrong direction. Dylan sent me in the direction I didn't expect. I tried to pre-predict what he had. That's why I ended up flying onto a rock having no tokens at all and just having the crap shot out of me. So that was why I lost Ben in the first round. Pretty, you know, frustrating. It's okay. Um, yeah. So it was, it was an okay tournament. I finished fourth, always one behind Clive. And in this case that happened again. How about you, Cliver? I came three and one and I came in third. I, the only loss I had was to the, the winner. I had my two lists were Palov, Old Tarek and Guri, a list I played quite a bit and practiced with but then was too chicken to play it once against some of the lists I saw. That was probably an error. It's an annoying list when you're stripping tokens. I'd also put an Imperial list together and, and tried it with Justin, and he just pushed me against the wall and punched my face in with my list. He, I, I played uh, Death Rain Redline with Whisper, and he would just get in range one, and I couldn't use any missiles. The bombs were less effective than I wanted them to be, and he beat me. So I decided, I'm going to change this up, and I changed it up the night before the tournament, and I went with Whisper, Echo, and Redline. Whisper had Darth Vader and Juke. Echo had Triple Zero and Juke. And then Redline had Proton Bombs, Proton Torpedoes, and another Torpedo. So I had a Torpedo or a Missile at range 1 to 3, so I had a 1, 2, and a 2, 3. So I could always get those off, and then I had Bombs that I could... I think it's just even trajectory simulate out there. That's similar because the list I played Dylan, he had Darth Vader and the Punisher and a couple yeah. of bombers. And Darth Vader's just brutal. He's, yeah. He just consistently. And, and Do you mean the crew in, card? The crew card. Crew yeah, card. And therein was one of my issues with the game I lost. Not that I think I would have won it anyway. My first game was against Yoakum. He, he played an Imperial list. He had Soontir, Fell, Vader, and a shuttle. And I beat him in a very close game. It was like 98 to 70 or something. Um, it was or 80, 82 to 70. 82 to so 70. you beat him by 12 points. Beat him by 12 points at the end. That So it was a very good game. Joachim, I don't know how much he plays. He, he's very busy at work. I think he's a very good pilot. Me too. And then I played Kale, who went with his three tugboats and um, the three Y-wings with Iron Cannon. So I came out and he just had this wall of six ships coming at me and I knew I was going to take some damage. He had two tugboats coming at red line, so I trajectory simulated the bomb out there and he read that I was going to do that. So I had an option. Do I go forward and missile him or do I trajectory simulate? So he backed up. So the bomb goes off, no damage. So I did force him to go back. So I put the bomb out there. He goes, oh, thank you very much. I'm just backing up. Instead of because I knew I thought he might want to come at me, so eventually came at me and he barrel because 
he got me in um, the bullseye arc. Mm-hmm. Barrel rolled red line onto a rock, oh. which didn't help. And then later on, he managed to iron Whisper off the board. So that is. However, whenever I play in a tournament, no matter how much in my head I go play slow, think about the cards, think about the cards. There's one game I forget my list. I think I get involved in the game. I get stressed. I go, oh my god, I'm in trouble here. And Kale said to me, oh, I'm glad you didn't use Vader or Triple O that game. I went, oh, oh no. Yeah, I know. The whole so, match. So it, I think he would have still beaten me, but I would have probably got maybe one or two ships off the board. So that might have been closer, and who knows, it might have been close enough to push me in second place on the uh, MOV. I have no idea. But that's something that I have to control. The third game, I played James, and I beat James quite handily, I believe. And then the fourth game, I played Hayes quite handily as well. Which I Hayes think. list did you face? Had, As I, I played Hayes, he whooped me good. He had a, did he have a Boba list? Dengar? Yeah, he had Boba Dengar, and I and I just I went after a Boba Fett and took him off. And it, well, he didn't. He bought Dengar in pretty late. Yeah, I went after Dengar so. and tried chasing him. Wasn't having any success with it. He got me stuck in a corner yeah. and then twirled out yeah. and then had all my ships stuck in a corner when he was on the outside. It was very a lot of fun. And thanks to Justin for hosting. Mm-hmm. I also have to thank Green Dragon Games. Earl gave a the winner. Kale won the trophy, the Outer Rim Pilot Trophy. He is now the Outer Rim Ace. James Dixon held that trophy. And then when you take it away, you have to come back and have changed the trophy somehow. So this tro- trophy is a wooden base with a cup on, like a bowl with a, an X-wing in the bowl. And James added a small cooler with a six-pack of beer. Spray it was, paint. It was a, yeah, it was, it was excellent. A good project. Spray painted silver with the mm-hmm. scum logo on the front. It was awesome. I mean, it looks looks like part of the trophy hidden, you know. So thanks to uh, Earl of Green Dragon Games for also donating a prize, and the prize is one of the new conversion kits. Okay, I'll get one of those when he comes out. And thanks to Greg Giles who made a little outer rim portable dice tower, which Dylan won, coming into second place. Yeah, I was jealous of that. That looked pretty cool. That was pretty cool. But it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait for the other one. We're going to start a league up, basically play each other once. You can play whatever list you want, um, so people are just playing more X-Wing. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was a great group of guys. Yeah, we should do it more often. Yeah. It's great to have that one day, get four games in, laugh, Yeah, shake your head at yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. And, um, and I don't think I got salty once. There you go. That's, that's always Which is success. Good. Yeah. So nice. even when I played Kale and he said to me, you didn't roll in the Vade all game. I didn't, you know, because I knew that I was getting beaten by someone who outpiloted me. So mm-hmm. episode three of the X-Wing 2.0 show. Okay, today we are going to be looking at talents, pilot talents. We're going to, we're going to go through them and pick our favorites. And um, so we're going to start with the one cost talents. Marksmanship. While you perform an attack, if the defender is in your bullseye arc, you may change one hit to a crit result. I love marksmanship. It costs one point. If it works, it's awesome. If it doesn't work, it costs one point. It can work more than once a game. It's a good card. I'm going to open it up to all of the one point or so. And knowing that some are imperial, some are small or medium ship only, when you've got that one point... It's not really about looking for a bid. You've got one point to spend. You know, you're on 199, you might as well go 200 to 193, well, what, 194. 
Which of these would you put on a ship? Trickshot, marksmanship, ruthlessness, or crackshot? They all have their benefit times. What, what I am noticing is that um, pilot talents really benefit from having increased initiative in this game. I mean, I think about trickshot. Trickshot will be good no matter what pilot skill you are. So if I have a low pilot skill something or other, I'm probably going to pick trickshot on that. Marksmanship and crackshot both depend on that bullseye arc, which means that if you have a higher initiative, chances are you are going to use your barrel roll boost actions to arc dodge better and get the other person in that bullseye arc. Yep. And so um, those two depend more on pilot skill. So if I had something like a Soontir Fell, a Fenrau, a Darth Vader, uh, something where it was high initiative ship and had lots of boost barrel roll actions, I think out of those, I would choose mark marksmanship. What about then a tugboat? You've got two tugboats on there and you put marksmanship on one. Okay, you so could, what does that do? So you rush in with one. Yeah, then they move out of your bullseye arc. You could, you, but if you track to beam them onto a rock, maybe you could, then, you know. Then yeah. they still move after you. Or, so. yeah. I uh, think if you have a low initiative or if you have a mobile arc, trickshot is the best. Yeah. Because yeah. trickshot, especially with the mo well, mobile arc, you don't have a bullseye arc. So there's no point in taking marksmanship or crackshot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you have a mobile arc, it's really simple. Uh, trickshot's a no-brainer, really. Yeah, trickshot. If you've got one point... Trickshot's the simple one. Yeah. For, you might as well. uh, it triggers... But if you're having an ace type ship or an initiative five or six type ship with a boost or with a barrel roll, you don't want to be pointing at a rock. You want unless you've got an advanced sense of scurry. Yeah. Yeah. Or but, something like that. But I think you you would do better with marksmanship. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't know when I would use ruthlessness. I I don't think I would ever use it. I, I can't. I have not a, a bare bones ship like a tie swarm. Where uh, they have talents, though they have that talent slot. Yeah. So you're just bare bonesing, fitting in as many ships as you can, and you throw a Captain Oiken in the middle. And so you're throwing this 16 point behemoth that can attack at range zero when you give him the title, and he jumps in there just going Hulk smash. And then all these other little chirpy ships around the edge going, Hey, I'm going to take a pot shot at you and turn one into a hit, turn one into a hit, turn one into a hit. And Oikun's taking hits. And Oikun's taking hits. But, uh, yeah, for you're sure. hurting yourself to hurt them. And... Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like it either. You because be... because Oikun's going to take, you give him one hit, you do that, you know, if you had that two, three, four times, Oikun's going to be off the board yep. pretty damn quick. And while I agree that that is true, it's just a, um, and, and like Ruthlessness used to be one ship at range one of the attacker yeah, and if yeah. it was yourself you take damage yeah. now this is like you have to take the damage yourself so i understand that it's a big cost which is why it costs nothing but you could conceive of a build where the damage output is just so incredibly severe that you're trying to just do I as much you, early damage as yeah, you can if you're in those times when you're trying to get that last hit in yeah and i'm sitting there with an oiken yeah. and i've got shields left what yeah. do I care? Ruthlessness is just not a good card. No, no I just like know. my uh, little tie swarm when I had the Infernal Swarm. I put marksmanship on them. And yeah, three of those ships didn't get in the bullseye, but one always did. Mm -hmm. And it was never the same one. But if you fly in a swarm, mm -hmm. you have, especially if you fly in the offset box formation, that's a lot of yeah. area that's covered up by that bullseye arc. Yep, You're going to yeah. get somebody in there. I, I and I, I, we talked about this earlier, but I do like crack shot for the guaranteed hit when you need the guaranteed hit. 
And you know, we but said it. You said it isn't. I know his argument isn't guaranteed, mm-hmm. but you're only going to use it when you can guarantee a hit. So you roll, you roll your, you roll your two dice, or your, th- th- and then the person rolls two of eights. You go, oh, sorry, I'll negate that. Bam! I've got my hit through, and I, and, and especially against it, like it's a, it's good against aces. It is, but the limit no, it has it on isn't. it. The limit, Why isn't it? Oh, because aces it, have more. It isn't pay. because you're gonna if you're against aces, you're gonna have to out PS them, and this requires that you have them in the bullseye target. No crack. And, yeah. Oh, crack shot does. So now. if crack shot, yeah, yeah, if crack yeah, shot, yeah, yeah, you're, you're correct. Yeah. If crack yeah. shot was that whole front arc, Clivey, I would agree with you there and say yes, yeah. that is worthwhile. Yeah. But to get someone into your bullseye arc, and then. To have like that one evade counter not count. I, I don't and know. And it, it's I only one use. And it's primary only. And primary yeah, attack yeah. only. So we're marksmanship. And attack. And attack. So you could be using your secondary weapons. You could be rockets or proton torpedoes or anything. And you're adding, Ma- an, ex- yeah. you're adding an extra crit. Well, you're converting, yeah. not adding. Yeah. Well, you're, 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 you're converting, converting a crit. crit. And crits yeah. hurt. They do. Oh my goodness! That double stress. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree. I mean, if if I were to rate these, I would go on on generally on any ship. I'd go trick shot first. Yeah, it's Mar- simple. Marksmanship, crack shot, and then ruthless. Yeah, shouldn't even exist. Yeah. So if we go on to the two level ones, we have debris gambit. Yes, and that is while you perform a red evade action, if there's an obstacle at range zero to one. So basically, if you're touching it or, um close to it or, or you're close to it you can treat the action as white instead and it gives you the red evade token so this essentially gives any ship evade and if you're near a rock it's a white evade and then we have expert handling which isn't i believe is a two four six card so on a small base ship it's two points yep and it gives you a red barrel roll and then the third one well, i no, have no oh. I, no it doesn't oh, it, it turns gives you a red sorry, barrel it turns roll a red a barrel white. roll yeah. yeah yeah it turns a red barrel roll into a white barrel my, my sorry my mistake that's good and then predator which is while you perform a primary attack if the defender is in your bullseye arc you may re-roll one attack and then composure composure which is if you fail an action you have no green tokens you may add a focus the card that I like the most out of these, and it's based on the ship I play, Debris Gambit. Mm-hmm. And I have this on, probably most people have it on, uh, Paylov. Because mm-hmm. Paylov, you start off slowly, you get your two focus tokens, now you can take an evade token. Yeah. So now you've got two focus and an evade for your attack, you've got your defense covered. It's a, it, it, it's, it's a, a solid card, a two-point card, one-point in the in 1.0 and i have to go back those one one point cards were only half point in, yeah. the, in the old system They're basically yeah. zero point cards. yeah so i like debris gambit expert handling i like expert handling i, I preferred 1.0 expert handling. <laughs> Me too. well everyone yeah. did yes. i know because Anything... you drop your target lock and didn't was that the no, expert hand? no, no that yeah. was uh, handling was you yeah. gave everyone got a uh no every, I... everyone got a barrel roll and then when you performed a barrel, barrel roll, you got you to drop, drop a target, target lock. lock yeah no yeah, it, yeah but yeah. if you had the barrel roll if you had the barrel action yeah yeah um, Predator, it seems again this is a, a high PS, soon to fell off and has mm-hmm. Predator on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Predator it, and Marksmanship are extremely similar cards, right? One's turning a hit to a crit, the other's adding a reroll. re-roll. Yeah. So it depends on what ship you're adding it onto, whether that ship has native rerolls already, then you don't want Predator. Yeah. yeah. If that ship has native crit generating, you, you don't, don't have want a way, If you don't have the systems or can't add the targeting, then Predator is a really nice yeah. way to get that always one re-roll yeah yeah, or yeah not always but to try to get that 
Expert handling is great. It takes those ships that have that red barrel roll and just gives them that nice little boost. An arc with a white barrel roll feels really nice. Yeah. The barrel roll on a medium base is so weird because it goes the token goes beyond the base. See, mm-hmm. the, the thing I like about Davy Gambit and expert handling, I'm not saying I prefer them to, uh, over Predator and Composure, is that they're actions that can always be taken. So you can always take an evade. It might be a red evade, it might be a white evade, but it allows you to t- take an evade token. So you can use they're it every. Consistent. You can use it every turn if you want to. Mm-hmm. Expert handling, you can use every. Assuming you've already got the red barrel roll, you yeah. can you can take it at every turn if you want white. I don't. Maybe that's a little bit different because you've got to have the red barrel roll. Whereas predator, you've got to be in the primary arc, and composure. You got to be in the bullseye arc for predator. Uh, yeah. uh, sorry, in the the bullseye arc, and then composure. It's you have to you have to fail an action, yeah. so you're going to go. Oh, I'm going to target lock, and it's basically I'm going to target lock, or I'm going to barrel roll, um, and then it's a fallback because you don't have. It. So that that's it's actually great for new players. Yeah. If I was new, or if I didn't feel comfortable yeah. judging my uh, barrel rolls, yeah, I think that would be a great one. Yeah. Because, oh look, I can not have that big threat of yeah. failing an action. Yeah. But I think it loses its value the more you play. I think it's good on maybe those close, you know, you go, am I in range three? I'm not. Do I want a target lock? Well, if I don't fail the target lock, I don't get anything. Well, at least I get a focus. Yeah. But is it worth me putting on there for two points? Is it better than having trick shot on you? Where you're shooting for one? Is it better than having, uh, It depends you know, how you fly. Is it better having the marksmanship on there? I, I push you know? against anything that I'm going to spend points on that rewards crappy flying and bad decision making. Yeah. You know, I, I also I also push against lists where you are going to have a loadout where, oh, look, if if this happens, I'm prepared for it. Or if that happens, I'm prepared for it. Like kind of making your ship a yeah. jack of all trades. Like I want to build a list that's good at one thing. And then make sure that I fly it so that I can fly it well at that one thing. Fair so enough. it feels like this is like, oh, put this on here just in case you screw up. Yeah. And I avoid that. I'd rather have my screw up be like, oh, now I lost the game. Yeah, I, I yeah and I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you at all. I'm just, I was just it's looking like the, at them. It's a, like what, the Luke Gunner card. Yeah. It's really good if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If and you that, know what you're doing. But I also think like composure... It doesn't make you learn from that mistake as quickly as you would if it wasn't mm-hmm, there. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, so the way I, the way I was evaluating these cards, and I I agree with you that I wouldn't put that on a ship as an option. Mm-hmm. I'm going to f- fail something, but when I look at the two point cards, if I had two points left on me and I wanted to put two points on there, that's why I said maybe I took I put trick shot on instead. Yeah. Um. But maybe I'd put maybe I put I'd probably choose Davy Gambit first unless it was um, you know a high PS ship with um, barrel roll boost capability, then I'd go with Predator out of these. Hmm. Yeah, if it's a really high PS ship, I think Predator has some good advantages, especially if it's a, a ship that doesn't have the systems slot. If you're a, if you're a ship with a red barrel roll, like the Y-Wings or the Arc YT-2400, changing that r- stressful barrel roll to a white barrel roll, pretty cool. It feels good. It's a powerful card. And I think it's costed at the right point where it's just not an automatic include. Yeah. Because, especially on the medium and large base ships, it's expensive. 
Okay, let's move on to the the three levels. And I have five here. Um, and Justin's got them up so he'll be able to tell me. So we have Swarm Tactics. At the start of the engagement phase, you may choose one friendly ship at range one. If you do, that ship treats its initiative as equal to yours until the end of the round. So basically, um, what you're going to do is that ship will fire earlier, usually. Um, intimidation. While an enemy ship at range zero defends, it rolls one fewer defense die. Selfless. While another friendly ship at range 0 to 1 defends before the neutralized result step, if you are in the attack arc, you may suffer 1 crit damage to cancel 1 crit damage. And then Daredevil, while you perform a white boost action, you may treat it as red to use the hard, one hard turn template instead, either direction. And then Fearless, while you perform a primary attack, if the attack range is 1 and you're in the defender's primary, you may change 1 of your results to hit result. That uh, scum only. And I was telling miss one. Elusive. elusive. Oh, elusive. Sorry. Yeah, that because I had that at one, and everybody would have taken that at one. Um, elusive. While you defend, you may spend one charge to reroll one defense die. You may fully, after you fully execute a red maneuver, recover one charge. So out of those, let's start with intimidation. Mm -hmm. There's one ship I use it on. The A-wing that uh, the pilot can shoot at range zero. And he can boost into a ship. It's initiative three. It's great because his job is to smash into people. Decimators. Decimators. Yeah, but you be you think about that. So low point it, gun runners. Or it, or you have a blocking ship, As and you put this on other ships. Nope. No, well, you then put you it on the blocker. Put on the blocker. Oh, you put it on the blocker. Well, then she was range zero. So you put yeah. it on the blocker and then it just rolls defense die. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so the bigger the ship, the more this often this is going to trigger. Yeah. So chances are you could, if you're going against three ships um, and you lucked out, you could have a large base ship touching all three of those ships. Not that that matters because everybody can only shoot it one at a time. But whatever, basically whatever ship bumped you not only doesn't have an action, but it has fewer defense die. That could be powerful, but it's very difficult to trigger. See, against the decimator, it doesn't matter because they don't roll defense dice anyway. No, put it you, on you the got decimator. It, you got it back. Put it on the decimator. And then, but, so but, that anybody yeah. that's bumped into the decimator, yeah, yeah, when no, that person's yeah. attacked. So I'm thinking you yeah. It doesn't even say it, that it rolls, um, that it has lower of one agility. It says it rolls Roll one, one fewer, fewer defense, defense dice. So yeah. even a range three shot won't get an extra, right? If yeah. You, yeah. I like it. It's a good card. It's. I like that it has a recurring charge, kind of. I I would say that if you're putting on this card, you're pretty you're pretty con confident, confident in your piloting ability. Yeah, you have to be a very confident pilot to to put this on your card, especially sure. if it's if it's not a um, sure. a big base ship that you're flying. Yeah, yeah there's that A wing, and I can't remember his name. Where his whole thing is, he attacks at range zero, and he can boost into a bump. So okay, it, and he can always. What's his PS? Three, unfortunately. Yeah, so that that that's the other thing. This so has this has to be on a, yeah. a medium to high PS. But that's I used the, it on to get him, and it's nice because he takes out ships. He no, puts himself in what a what what I, what I think you need to do with this is uh, that is yeah take up the position that you think that other ship's flying into. Yeah. So you don't bump into the ship. You you use it as a you put it on a blocker. Well, with with his example with the A wing, you're right. You want the A wing to be high PS because you're going to action into the bump. Yeah. But for everyone else, you want that intimidation on a low initiative ship. Yeah. 
because you want people to bump into you. That's right. You, I mean, wanna... you can you can put it on a higher one and bump into people, you know. But again, this is another card. I'm just going to say it. If that's the case, this is another card that rewards crappy flying. Right? Um, if you, no, if oh. no, listen. If you're going to put it on a high PS ship and say, well, if I bump into them, at least they'll roll one fewer defense dice. That's the case. You put it on a lower initiative ship. And use it and a, put yourself a into a place as yeah. a blocker. That's different. I think it depends I'd, how you use it. Is that yeah. card where the? Uh... I would argue that the PS one, if a high PS, isn't crappy piloting because you've almost got to be a. You've got to go. Okay, I'm going to go here because I know he's going to end up. Uh, you know, I know he's going to go there, so I'm going to go a four straight. Well, what if he doesn't go there? But you can't then shoot. You, the, you can't shoot the thing you bumped into. Only others can. Well, right? and that, certain yeah. ships can, but yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I, I. I I don't know whether I'd ever use this card at three. I think there might be better ones at two even. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so Intimidation, I think... It's, it's you, a gimmicky card. Like it, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say gimmick, but it, it, it's, it, it has you, it's you, a niche. narrow niche. Yeah, you're exactly. setting your list up to do this. Right. Yeah. You know, you've got all those ships that, that need to be close and can take actions when they bump. They can, you know, if you, if you don't complete your man, maneuver or whatever, the, you know, if you fo- don't fully execute a maneuver... You still get an action. You can shoot when you're at range zero to one. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's one built for a specific list. Mm-hmm. Um, what about swarm tactics? At the start of the engagement phase, you may choose one friendly ship at range one. If you do, it treats the initiative that's equal to yours. Like, it's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's so not, list dependent, but it's not yeah, bad. It's not great, but it's not bad, and it's costed. At a cost that makes you think, well, this guy is flying at initiative five, and I want to pair him up with these guys who are flying at initiative three, and it sure be nice to get all my shots off before this guy gets killed. But you can only have one. But, but imagine things like you got a Vader paired with I, a low point yeah, that's whisper, right, just or a yeah. lower point, uh, not whisper, yeah. a phantom. Yeah. Where, or anything with Juke, right? So, anything, anything PS5 where... You now get to decide whether you want to shoot first because you know everything right now is about get you know it's a PS four five world. Some, there's like only mm-hmm. three sh- ships out of six, I think, yeah. and it's about getting that bid mm-hmm. and deciding whether you want to sh- you know depending on what ships you have, we want to move first or shoot first. This allows you to move second. You know, someone tell uh, someone says, "Oh, you're moving second and shooting second. No, I'm not. I'm moving second. And I'm shooting first, and that comes exactly you. You have Vader and Whisper. Mm-hmm. Now you go, Vader, bam, I'm going to shoot first. Three dice, advanced targeting computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go, oh, Whisper, I'm in range one yep. with four dice now, and I'm going to shoot at this but, as well. Not only that, you're, 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 because we'll talk about Juke in a bit, in a minute, yeah. but a lot of these talents now are so uh, initiative driven that they suck on a low initiative ship no matter what. Yeah. 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 And, no, and, and they're awesome on a higher. So we've already looked at. Predator and Marksmanship, which both get a boon to that higher initiative. Yeah. Unless so, you put a lot of them out there. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but okay. But I mean, if you take a, a lot of ships with a higher initiative, it'll be better too. So like, you know, you, you turn the initiative up and you turn the value of the card up. Yeah. This helps you enable and empower your list to make better use of other cards like Juke. Yep. You know, because you can shoot while you have your evade token. But you can't have Juke and this. No, no. Yeah, the Juke would yeah. be on the, on the other, other ship. ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's correct. I I like. Yeah. I made a list with uh, Vader, Sunterfell, and the Pure other four. Sabacc. 
No. The other force user. Inquisitors? Inquisitor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the Grand Inquisitor. Mm -hmm. And it was nice because I could have three ships shooting at Initiative 6. Because you'd swarm tactics on one of them? Yeah. Yeah. So I could swarm tactics. There's lots of PS6. There's like Fenrau. There's there's Han Solo. There's uh, Wedge Antilles. There's um, Vader. There's Soontir. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot more than three. I think they're... Anyway, those are just the ones that yeah. I rattle off now. But getting them on the same list is oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no having yeah. having six yeah. on the same. I mean that's what I'll Soon Tier Invader. Yeah, Soon Tier Invader. I don't know. It was a Soon Tier Invader. You could go Wedge and Han too, right? But uh, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, they're pretty naked. Um, naked. Yeah, so I I think that has a place in depending on what you're flying. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about it putting on Whisper, and I'll yeah. get into Duke. I would I would never put that on Whisper. Um, you never put Juke on Whisper? I would never put Swarm Tactics no, on Swarm Whisper. No, Swarm Tactics goes on the high PS ship and Juke yeah. goes on Whisper. Yeah. Yeah, right. but Swarm Tactics yeah. on the other ship. Yeah. On the, but, the but Vader. But then again, yeah. But Vader is... Oh, yeah, it takes a force. Yeah. So you have to put it on... Actually, Vader doesn't have a talent. No, yeah, because, he he ha- because he has a force. So you have to so... put it on your Sundafell. Sundafell, yeah. yeah. And then are there better things to put on Fell? Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a game of how many points you have. I mean, you know, if you only have three points left on your list and you're not worried about the bid, this mm-hmm. is one that if you've got someone like a PS6 soon to fell, that you're not too worried about the um, the bid if you've got this on your mm-hmm. ship. You can go, maybe you go 200 points and not mm-hmm. 197. Um, selfless, before you neutralize results, if you've got a, a ship uh, range 0 to 1 of the other ship and it's in arc, it can, t- it can take one of those crit results. And I've seen a few lists online where Rebels are using this, and multiple versions of this. Yeah, I've seen this. It was two B-Wings with uh, Selfless, and then flying beside Biggs. Just spreading damage. It was spreading damage. It was four rounds of combat, and he had taken one of the opponent's ships off and had half points on another. And he didn't have, and his opponent didn't have half points on anybody. Pinged some shields off, yeah. It was shield, shield, Mm -hmm. shield, shield, because the B-Wings had shield upgrades. And uh, selfless because they yeah. have low agility, right? So yeah. they, that's cheap. Yeah. yeah, like that that can work. I, I find this is actually quite expensive to just be able to transfer damage. Like it doesn't add any hit points. It just hey transfer. That being said, in 1.0 near the end, like those fair weather rebels were super annoying because I mean even with small base ships in that round, you didn't get half points on ships, yeah. right? And now you do, so it's a little bit different. But even just playing the the meta game when you're in a tournament of I'm not going to even let you get any points, right? So transferring damage can work, but I also find that obviously it's a limited resource. Health is a limited resource. Yep. So if you're doing enough damage, yeah, then this card isn't really that. It, has to, it has to be on ships. I've they seen can it. put out a lot of damage. I've seen it on it. Or, or ships it. that are just cheap crap that aren't there really to do a lot, but yeah. absorb hit points. But like I, a, if, like if you Zen. put it on like the B-Wing, it can put out damage. Sure. And the X-Wing. I've and seen X-wing. it on two yeah. X-Wings. You and know. you put out in the X-Wing, it can put out the damage so that they can win that race. We'll take one big hit, spread it around three, mm-hmm. four ships, and then we'll all three, four ships hit back with big hits. Yeah. Oh, no, I get that. And I understand that, you know. Yeah. I just, I don't play the game that way. I don't play the game where um, I put something on that takes up points and eats up points that doesn't necessarily, I don't know. Maybe it's just too a problem. Aggressive. Well, yeah. I, I see this as like, yeah, it's a defensive card, it and is. I would rather pick other defensive cards. 
Like I would rather pick elusive. Like in, if I had to pick a three point. Okay, let, let's. I like. I uh, you know what? I like elusive. Let, a lot let's too. let's move to elusive then. It's it's on a small or medium ship. When you defend, you may sp- spend one charge to reroll one defense die, and after you fully execute a red maneuver, recover one charge. So, so th- this card so it can is, regen. I'm but, surprised at the, that this card isn't one of those scaled ones. Because you put elusive on a on a ship with one agility and it has a certain value to the list, you put it on something that has three agility like Fenral. Now you're talking. Right? Oh yeah, you don't because want to put this on a B wing. You we, want to put this on a, something with high agility, high agility, and, and something with lots of red on their maneuver dial, and and you know you're going to hit those red. So yeah. anything with advanced sensors and elusive, you're laughing because you got you know you can K turn or Talon roll or sloop. So you'll get your action, you'll recharge elusive, and have high agility. Yeah. So th- this, I'm surprised it doesn't scale with agility, but you know that's the joy of the new system. It might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, later it might. I you think know, it's unf- a good card. It's it might get, actually just get a point increase for cost because I think it's a little cheap at three. The, I I don't know. The, the, this is one where I would argue you have to plan out. You have to be a chess player. And think ahead of the game on what you're going to do. Because, you know, you re-roll with one, dif- you've used it once. Now you've got to go, okay, how am I going to get it back? How am I going to get this back? I have to do, I have to fully execute a red maneuver to get it back. But and, if you don't, you, but, I don't but think if you, you don't, think about it that If way. you don't, if you don't, it's a one-off. If you do, it's a one-off card. You do a red maneuver, a K-turn, um... I would say this is more valuable on a ship because a Fen Rao has a 4K and a 3K. I don't know whatever, but it's um, but it doesn't have that much red on Fen Rao. Now, a two, if you, a two talon roll, a two talon roll, which so you I get, use all the same yeah. time, right? right? Like Fen is such a good jouster that you want to come in and you you don't want to you don't like if if we just had a round one, a range one, sorry, a range one shoot off where Fen shot at you, you shot back. You think Fen wants to like go all the way out there and turn around? Nah, he wants to like turn and be right not, tight. Not in if here. he's taken two hits in that first. No, he does still no, because you, he you, rolls four green dice at range ones. The four. I I don't like using the four K unless I know I'm going to try and be at range three and it's mm-hmm. a turnaround. I I don't want to be in range. But I don't think you have to one. see this card as forcing you to do red maneuvers. No, no I no, think you have no. to look at this as it gives your red maneuvers a bonus. I agree with that. But it's one of those cards where you are going to... How many times are you going to use this card? Two or three times per game, guaranteed. Yeah. Maybe. Two or three. So, you know, that... that, that and, and so is a three points worth well, if a you card that you're going to use a couple of times? At one point and you only got to use it once. Well, I know. You're going to use it yeah, maybe three two or three. three I don't know. So I, I'm not sure about, about this because, you know, it, it's not going to make you use red turns. Um, but but most people do naturally anyway. Like yeah. this is a card that boosts a jouster, um, where you know that red maneuver is coming every so often, maybe every third turn, yeah. um, and it 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 it, pro- it prolongs your survivability. And again, the more agility you roll, the more it's going to benefit you because yeah. rolling one dice, you might roll a natural evade anyway. In which case, this card was was worthless. Yeah. So I I'm going to move on to fearless then. Yeah, that's with- the I would say that that's its counterpart, but in um, but in attack mode, well, it's not even its counterpart because it, this you can use every time you shoot range one, and this is, this is this is a card that you automatically put on Fen. 
No, you either put that or elusive on Finn. Yeah, that's and, what I. Right? I that's what I. So that's the attack version of yeah. the Fen upgrade. In but this Fen, Fen has Concordia face off mm -hmm. as well, right? So you're automatically getting the one of eight. Yep. Um, so when you I, roll those four dice at range one, you get a, a, a gimme one and a reroll score, right? Yeah. That's super tanky. Yeah. Um, where and I, I, I mean, when I roll Fen, I play with um that card with Fearless, and because it's freaking amazing, and you're rolling yeah. five dice, right? And you've got yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but fearless, like, I mean, you look at that card and you think, oh, this is, this has more economy. This is going to be used more often. I disagree because after that range one interchange, when is the next range one, range one interchange going to occur? Because you have yeah, to be no. in each other's arc, right? Yeah. So that means that you have to then turn around, get into each other's arc again later. And that might not yeah. happen. And it's also, I don't know, perhaps it's just my empire tie fighters getting blown up too many times thinking i hate being in someone else's arc i don't want a card that forces me to be in i like outmaneuver yeah. i yeah. like mm -hmm. those things that keep me not getting shot yeah you know now, now i would agree with you in what i said before in that this rewards bad flying maybe because you don't want to be in someone's arc no it doesn't no, this, this opens this, to me in an aggressive fly a, a very aggressive adrenaline rush kind of card because yeah. what you're hoping is you're going in there range one in the arc, five red dice, uh -huh. and, and you're, you're going to kill them before they. And you're going to kill them before Hopefully. they go off you. And then if but, not, if not, you're rolling yeah. your four green defense exactly, dice because you get a bonus dice at range one. Yeah, fen, yeah. And, then, and and then Concordia face off. And Concordia face off yeah. gives you one evade. Yeah. And hopefully you've got a focus token in there. You pulled an evade token. Oh, you, know, you pulled an evade know, token yeah, or whatever no, you know. It, but I yeah. like it. I think it's a good card for that ship. I think it's great it is. when you fly uber aggressive. I just don't think it's great on many other ships well, scum only there's yeah, there's true. only there's only two ships that i think you ever put this fearless on and you know i'm sure that boba exactly yep. fan and boba ships that want to be in range mm -hmm. one because yep. boba has his re-rolls anyway mm -hmm. and now he's going to get an automatic hit yeah it, yep. it rewards that very aggressive scummy playing yeah where and, it's high risk high reward absolutely and the, the adrenaline of getting that shot because you Lionel know Feist, you're though. flying Fennin who is a glass cannon and to purposefully be like f you range one in the <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like it gets your adrenaline pumping and you know and you did that you see when i played you you would go in there with Fen, get in range one, roll your five Ooh. dice. Maybe you didn't necessarily feel this. Boom. And there goes my, and then you get in Boba and there goes my red line. It's like, thank you very much. Yeah. You know, so you have to be fearless yes, to right. use this card. Great name yeah. for, for, oh yeah. my God. It's, and it's, it's a great uh, card for that, for that team. That yeah. is a scummy, scummy card. Yeah, scummy, scummy, scummy. Because it scum is all, scum are all about those high risk, high reward. I totally love scum, man. Yeah, see, I, do, I don't do, fly yeah. scum at all. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think they're your, cool. Yeah, but I, I just don't fly. Them. And and I think if you looked at the three of us right now, if someone said, "Hey, what would you fly?" I would, and, and you looked at you and you go, "I would say." If I looked at the three of us, I go, "You're an imperial." No way, you're the Imperial. You've you're the British Imperial. accent. <laughs> yeah. You're like right from Coruscant. Yeah. No, I escaped yeah. when I was a little no, kid. Oh, look, he's, got, right. he's got the stripes on his shirt and everything. Exactly. You you are you're, you're Imperial. Look at Bullshit. his collar up and his arms folded across there. Very... We're going to call this podcast Views from the Core now. <laughs> views from the Core. Freaking Views from Coruscant. Clive Core, love it up here. Yeah. He's going to assimilate you, everybody. Watch out. Yeah. And I would say you are the rebel. Oh, I'm scum. You're the rebel. Well, Look at yeah, you're Dutch the rebel. Commander. 
So yeah. what is he scum? No, he's imperial. No, he's, you're kind of imperial too. Yeah, yes, he is. Yeah. So he is. You look at, you, look. Look. You're even rubbing your fake beard right <laughs> yes, now. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, but and I fly like, more so, rebels so than I like fly a, anything else. I'm slouched over uh-huh. like this. Dorian's, Dorian's got his arms crossed with his that is true. imperial jacket on. because I'm used to telling people what to do. You yeah, somewhat you resemble Grand Moff Tarkin. I'm not going to lie. Do. Well, I'll take that yeah. as a compliment. Yeah, That's okay. Yeah. Chisel. Chisel. And, and, yeah. I, and I, um, I resemble Darth Vader, but that's okay. <laughs> with, without his mask. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm feeling kind of blue today, aww. so I, I resent. Can we move on to Daredevil now? Yeah, yeah. Daredevil. I think this card is absolute crap. It's useless. <laughs> it rewards you being a total loser and not planning properly. No, yeah, just, no, you, no, it's no. The same. No, I put this in the same category as those pilot skills, where like, oh, after you reveal your maneuver, you can change to a speed higher or lower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, no, I don't, I don't do that because if you have this on now, you would you, never you, use it. No, no, what? you, you might you. You might use take a stress. it. I mean, I guess. Like, no, you don't have to take a stress. Yes, you do. Why do you put on white action? You may try. Oh, red. Frick. Red. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Bah, take um, a stress. If it was no stress, yeah, then it'd be awesome. If it was no stress, then it's good. Because then you oh, freaking K turn yeah. for free. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you have to use your action to K turn, but. No, no however, stress. advanced sensors and this. Uh, no, because then it's a bare. It's a. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It's a red. Okay, maneuver. on a ship that had a green. That had a nope. green arc. Or a green so, one hard. So, or a green so, two so, hard. Or a green two hard. Or blue. No such thing as a green. Blue. Or blue, blue. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but but no, you do this. So you do advanced sensors boost. You do a one hook. You take your stress token. Yeah. You reveal green a nut. Hard. Or you need you, a, you, a green. You know, if you're a fen for one reason, you yeah. do your two hard blue. Sure. sure. And now you've done a complete U-turn and you're yes. behind a ship. Now, I'm not saying I'd ever use it. I think right. the card is crap as it's well. It's a crap card. But... But there, there is, that you can use I it. I even and like flying eight wings. Have you? And I wouldn't use it. Have you wow. noticed that in? Um, we'll, we'll talk about um, our next tournament because we didn't mention that. We'll talk about that after we wrapped up this discussion. That in the quick builds, Daredevil appears on quite a few ships all the time. So yeah, yeah squad so someone, leader. Wow. Yeah. That way, someone uses I mean, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not squad leader. We this card. We have to force you to use it. Yes, Grand Moff Tarkin. All right. right, up to the PS4s. Oh, oh, hold on, I just what? want to make a what? comment. I, yeah, I know, I just want to make a comment about the threes. The threes, I find, are very specific. You know, like self, uh, like if you talk about fearless, you're going to put it on certain ships. Yeah, good point. Um, swarm tactics, you know, and they're either made for certain types mm-hmm. of lists or that. Yeah. Whereas I think now we get into the gold. You, on the you, level you could compare these po- three point. I mean, they're really one and a half point in X Wing 1.0, so still cheap as dirt. Yeah, but you could compare these in stark contrast to something like Expertise from 1.0, which is good on every ship you put it yeah. on, yeah. and it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Whereas you're right; these are quite specific. It yeah. has to have specific requirements. It's going to be good in specific situations. Oh, egg- Okay, now we've got four. How many do you have? Three of these? Three of these fours? Uh, yes. I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, we have three. There's also cards that cost four. Um, two, four, and sixes, yeah, but we've yeah. covered Which those. Like we've covered, expert yeah, we've covered yeah. those with the twos. Yeah. Um, now, this is. There's a clear winner. Oh, yeah. there is a clear winner. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, clear winner with. I don't understand Squad Leader. I think it's the dumbest card ever. While you coordinate. Oh, let's start with Squad Leader then. These are the four point ones. While you coordinate. The ship you choose can perform an action only if the action is also on your action bar, and it gives you a red coordinate action. Yeah. So you can yep. put it on a ship with white coordinate, and not have to use a red coordinate. 
Yeah, but if you have a ship with white coordinate, yeah, why would I use? Why that? would you use? That? I don't know. Maybe if you're flying in a swarm. And you no, but it doesn't s- matter because this limitation, the ship you com- chose, can perform it only. Whereas a white coordinate, it can perform any action. No, on it can it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, white I thought they changed that. No, white no. coordinate can do anything. Like, but on, let's say if you're flying it, a whole bunch of Tie yeah, fighters, you're doing a Tie swarm. Yeah. And you could put this on Howl Runner. So. And then he could coordinate another. So. I don't know why what? you'd want to do that. Exactly. Yeah. A barrel roll. What? No. Like, Howlrunner wants to have his evade token or focus every turn. You don't... You <laughs> I don't, know. You don't use Howlrunner's action. So, I like, this is dumb. Um, To I put agree. four points on... I mean, hmm, what I guess what you could do... Put it on a low initiative ship? Is put it on some cheap piece of crap shit. Put it on a Zed. Why not? Okay. With focus the target ch- lock. Right. The cheapest... The cheapest ship you can, and so, now you have a a, 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 a a you know a cheap coordinate bot. But all it can do here's the problem: you put it on a Z, focus, focus and target lock. Yeah. And the only reason you want a low initiative um, uh, uh, coordinate bot is to barrel roll around rocks well, then, and stuff. Then put it on a tie fighter. Oh my god. This put it on so, a TIE Fighter. It's, more, it's better than on a Z. This is so useless. It's just like <laughs> it costs the same. As can we more. move on now? I hate this card. Okay, I don't. hate Scott. What about, what about Lone Wolf? Lone, I see Lone Wolf and Elusive as very similar cards. It's one um, point more. It's better. You get to use it once per turn instead. Well, However. But Lone you, Wolf is just like the old, the old Lone Wolf. Yeah. No, how, because the no, old Lone Wolf was reusable. Like you could use it to attack, defend, 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 defend. Oh, So when it was on your yeah, last you can, ship, you can Jesus, use it once ever, per round. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did it ever like yeah. create a survivability it, it, it's, scenario? It's similar then. Because you get to use it, you get to use it every round, but you don't once get to use it once per once, once per it. round, yeah. And and it's rechargeable, so yeah, and it costs the same. Yeah, like, I like it as before because Lone Wolf before was two, and this is well, four, so I, this you know, you see, you see it on Boba Fett. Boba Fett, you yeah. see it, and yeah, it's it's one that you see on support ships on not necessarily support ships, but you see it on. I would say more if you're playing Boba, Boba Fett Dengar. Yeah, because Two I think I think I don't want to talk, you know, like early meta, but three, four ships seems to be more and a large number of ships yeah, in, in the one. meta yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Whereas the end of last, the last meta, there were a lot of more two, two, two ships, three, you know, yeah. Fen, Fen, uh, Ghost Fen, yep. you know, um, you know, so there are a lot more two apart from, you know. Yeah, I would argue two, three in, in, yeah. at the end yeah. of 1.0. Whereas now, now it's, it's getting more ships. Three, four, and four, so... Five. yeah. With more ships, it's harder to have the lone wolf. Agreed. Yeah, and so, uh, you don't see lone wolf nearly as much now as you used to. And, no. I, and I think it just boils down. You're right. Two things: more more ships and one charge per turn makes it yeah. way nerfed. That's okay. Yeah, but I, I still think it's a solid card if you're going with you know. Um, oh my god! An, an outrider and uh, you know. Who, yeah, and, yeah, and who's um, Luke and Luke? You yeah. Know? So you but if you right. had, yeah, and I mean, if if the ship that you have, let's say you knocked it down so that it's your one one versus one ship in the end. If your one ship has this, you're freaking laughing. Yeah, it's that extra reroll. It is like you're laughing, but you have to, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So I guess it it performs. Now we come probably the card that we see a lot of, yeah, and that is Juke. And yeah. Juke is while you perform an attack, if you are evading, you may change one of the defenders. Um. Evade results to an eyeball result. This is a good way, Jan. Let me tell you. Whenever mm. you're playing against Juke, 
always take a focus token. Absolutely. Always take a focus token. Or strip the token. Or strip, or strip <laughs> okay, the token with payload. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so you see this on Whisper. And it's God, the, 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 two, the two ships oh. are, the two ships it's made for. The TIE Defender, because every time you do a 3-4-5, mm-hmm. you get the Evade. It's per, it's and evade. then a mm-hmm. Phantom, because every time you decloak, you mm-hmm. get an Evade. Yeah. With Whisper, every time you fire and hit, you get an Evade. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so you, 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 yeah. you evade, it's Evade City. Yeah. Um, it is. I, I use this card uh, on an early um, uh, Infernal Swarm um, list that I made. And even though Infernal Swarms are only PS4, um, with a swarm, like generally the action in that TIE Swarm is that they all focus. And that's a pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's both defensive and offensive. But I put Juke on all of them and actually made my um, default action to evade the whole time. And that actually is ultra super powerful as well because anytime anybody, right? I mean, you don't get the focus as, get a, the, as an attack yeah. boost, but you get that, you know, oh, I only got one hit through this time. Darn, the person rolls. Oh, but actually now the hit does go through. Um, and it's a token stripper. So I look at Juke now, and I mean, it's not. It, this is exactly the same, isn't it? Is 1.0, correct me if I'm wrong. But this is exactly the same as so. it worked in 1.0. However, I find Juke works a little bit like Hotshot Copilot did in, in version 1, which still does now, but it's just too expensive. But it's better than 1.0 because now we can't be adding results with evade tokens. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, what? Or, oh, adding results with yeah, evade tokens, yeah. yes. Yeah. But also, um, there aren't native abilities like expertise where, yeah. you know, the, the, you're stripping tokens and it has an effect. Yeah. yeah. Right? This is a token stripper. Like if, if someone shoots you with Juke and they shoot first and you have a focus token, guess what? You're going to spend it on oh, defense, yeah. Yeah. which means you just strip the person's token, which is great. awesome. Yeah. Now, now I'm now I'm safe. Now, not only do I have my evade token left over because I didn't use it up, but I stripped you of your focus token. So I, know, just, I like Juke a lot. I put yeah. it on my Whisper yeah. that flew with Infernal Squad. It helped. Yep. Yeah. When I was going against Dylan and Whisper was at the end, Juke helped. Exactly. And this this is one of those cards too that gets a huge boon from initiative. So oh, if you yeah. put this on a low initiative ship, like it's almost why bother? Well, because you will have spent your evade. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's almost you, you, why bother. If you haven't spent your evade, then it's there. But for four points, you, you don't want to be wasting it on a, on a cheap ship. It's no. four points. Yeah. See the the, the high uh, the higher PS because you can you can use the evade token for an attack bonus. And then for defense, yeah, right. So it's at like two high of a uh, high PS, high agility, awesome. No yeah. PS, you mean initiatives, right? Yeah, initiative. Yeah, initiative. It's okay. Yeah. We we can call it green and blue still. Yeah, so. yeah. I love Juke. I think it's one of the best pilot skill cards that are on there. Small medium only. Um, and and if I could afford it and had a high initiative ship, I would put it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll move to the six pointers, which are my favorite. And Saturation Salvo. (laughs) (laughs) So, Saturation Salvo. While you perform a missile or torpedo attack, you may spend one charge from that upgrade. If you do choose two defense dice, the defender must re-roll these device. You need to have the reload action to put this on. Mm. Um, Six points, really? Six points. That's that's a lot. And you have to spend a charge from that upgrade. But you you have the reload. But you know, yeah. yes, like making someone re-roll two dice that they, you know, it's an anti-ace. You know, it's yeah, an it anti-ace. Yeah, it is. 
but six uh, points. It's costed right because I don't see it too often. And I wouldn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see people running around with red line at saturation shells. I guess what this no. is doing and is making rockets. making sure your ordnance strikes, but at what cost? Just put it on barrage got, rockets. Okay, let's just say proton torpedoes. Nine point cost to put that on your ship. Yeah. When now you you're going to spend both charges just to have the dude re-roll two dice. How much is um, but weapons failsafe? Uh, five. Is that five? So yeah, weapons failsafe. Put... Hold on, weapons failsafe has a trigger window that says instead of just saying don't use any charges, you get to get one charge back yeah. if it misses. Yeah, which is basically getting your missiles back. One missile, but in here you'd have to spend one, spend one to trigger your protons, then spend another one to reroll the two defense dice. Yeah. So, I, but I'm I'm just saying that you know oh, if, if you, you if you choose. if you had a choice between uh, the yeah. two, munitions failsafe or this one points test, I you know. I see munitions failsafe more than I've ever seen this. I mean, it's a talent for one. So if you're putting on a low PS ship, you might mm. even not be able to put this on a low PS ship. Yeah. Why? Mm. And why would you spend this on a high PS ship? Mm. Um, I don't know. I, There's it, better talents. This comes, which, which is the one that you didn't like. The um, yeah. oh, um, a lot of cards I didn't like. Swarm, no, swarm tactics. No, it was squad, squad, squad leader. Squad leader. Yeah, this this ranks right now pretty much with squad leader for me. I don't even know. Uh, I don't know when, when I'd use this. If I had to redesign this card, I might say, like, spend a charge from that upgrade to cancel off one of their evade results. Then I might even think, like, ooh, tempting. Yeah. Because I want this to hit you. Yeah. But, like, an, for an ion missile or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, but for why, this is like, you're, you're re rolling? Like, ugh. And, and And then the other thing is, why do you need. The prerequisite of oh, having you have to have reload so that you can get that charge back somehow. They don't want you to not have munitions. They want you to do it on ships that have reload where munitions can come back. Yeah, I guess this is sort of for one of those munitions jousting lists. Like you could put it on Alpha Strike. Yeah, yeah, right. Where uh, or what are they? Alpha gunboats. And the gunboat. So, yeah. Gunship. So it's like boom. Oh yeah. Now I'm out of here. Now I'm out of here. I'm slamming. I'm slamming. I'm reloading. But but then you have to go with a name pilot. And it's oh, yeah, costing you six, you know, whereas you there's, could be... There's lots of unnamed pilots there, uh, that uh, have talent um, yeah. slots now, actually. That's a, that's a different thing in 2.0. So the last one, outmaneuver. While you perform a, an attack out of your primary arc, if you're not in the defender's firing arc, the defender rolls one fewer defense die. Beautiful. It's Lo a great card. It's a it lovely is. card, and I am quite often tempted to put this on... A fang fighter rather than fearless. Hmm. Yeah, you could. I mean, yeah. this this rewards playing in a different style, like we talked earlier. Not the adrenaline rush style. The smart look. I've surprised you again, and now here I am shooting you. This triggers way more often than fearless, yeah. and um, it rewards good flying. Yeah. And again, it is very, very highly rewarding to a high initiative ship and not at all rewarding to a lower initiative ship. Guri. Beautiful. Outmaneuver. And if you can get advanced sensors on there, gotta love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Guri is the queen if she's the highest initiative on the table. Yeah. Like if she's Jesus. a five. So then what you do is you have her and then you put swarm tactics on them. <laughs> no, there's better things to put on them. I know. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'd rather but... put a blindfold on them. <laughs> <laughs> I would too, but it's because I never fly them. <laughs> awesome. So if you listen to this podcast. And haven't fallen asleep yet. That is the our look at the talent cards 
Um, hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments, um, keep them to yourselves. Um, <laughs> go to our Facebook uh, page, Views from the Outer Rim Podcast. Post them on there um, underneath the link um, for this. And certainly, I mean, if you think we've misinterpreted cards or you know a good reason you should put squad leader on any ship, <laughs> then, then let us know. Pro- prove us wrong. Or saturation okay? salvo. Or saturation salvo. <laughs> Tell yeah. us why. But oh, my you, God. I want to may, Maybe we can, if you can come up with a good list that incorporates squad leader and saturation oh salvo, then you win a prize. <laughs> Look at, just, just because we said this and had this podcast, you watch the meta now, and those two cards will yeah. bubble to yeah. the surface. In fact, I challenge either of you two to come up with a list, <laughs> and I'll play, I'll play Boba Fan against it, and we'll see how we do. I'll put Jostero, and no, that still won't work. Never mind. Um, but, nope. And, and, and <laughs> Wait, that doesn't work either. To, to finish with the X Wing 2.0 show, just before we wrap up uh, episode three, we are participating in a tournament in on three Saturday. days' time mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yep. Uh, High Octane are hosting a tournament. Um, big kudos to Hayes, Vladimir Stolar who has just been employed by High Octane, and he seems to be doing all the game demos and things. He demoed Keyforge on last Saturday, which was great. And did a great job of he it. He did awesome. He's a, I, I, hands down, I mean, he taught the game really well, very succinctly, didn't get any of the rules, miss any of the rules, which I normally do. Um, and then I win the game, and I go, oh, by the way, we've been playing it wrong. <laughs> that, but uh, he Classic. did a great job. We're playing excellent. But this is a threat list, and he's giving us a threat list of six. So we've downloaded the quick build references and we're trying to put our ships. I think that um, our Grand Moff Tarkin Dorian, Grand Moff Dorian, Grand is Moff actually going to fly Rebels. I like my Rebel. I think, Weird. I think Dorian re- flying Rebels? No. I, I think yeah, I the, the, Rebel, so the, the Rebel Justin is flying Imperial, I think. What? Uh, yeah, I am flying and Imperial. And the Scummy McScumface Clive is going to fly Says scum. the guy with the British accent. <sighs> so scummy. I've just infiltrated <laughs> scum. Anyway, so that's the end of uh, 3.0, uh, the 2.0 show, and talking about the talents. We will be talking about, I think, some pilots next year. We'll talk about some uh, some of the pilot cards that we like to play and some that maybe we would like to play but we're too scared to because they're not that good. Okay, so move cheap. on to recommendations. Ooh, At this cool. part of the show, we recommend either a book could be a comic book, could be a magazine, who knows? A something to watch, TV show, movie, or something to play, a game. So let's start with Clive. We'll start, start with, with me. Okay. Now I am going to recommend that you try a game. We already talked about it. Keyforge. Keyforge is a two player game. It's if you've ever played Hearthstone on the on on your computer or you know um, iPad or whatever, then it's kind of very similar type of game. Um, it is quick, fast paced. The artwork's a lot of fun. I love the art. Yeah, it's good, and it has a lot going for it early on. I, I'm I, there's some caveats in that I've only played it a few times, but for 27 bucks, or, you know, probably for under 30 bucks, you, you can get into the game and be playing it easily. And, and, and you can play, you'll have fun. You'll have fun. And I think it's a game that young gamers could play as well. I don't think oh, it, I it, it's not a complex game, some card reading involved. But try it out, Keyforge. Um, the, the, the core set is $44. $44. In the, in the, in the, in the, 
in the in the the in the starter set, which I got a starter set from Green Dragon Games. Thank you, Earl. The there are two starter sets which are less complex, two different kind of um, decks, and you play against them, and then you get two unique decks in there, sealed unique decks in the little boxes, and those add more things. You know, there's some keywords like purge. And then I've also got another booster. The other, another unique deck. My pet peeve with Fantasy Flight is not including the full rulebook in the core set. Yeah, that's It gives you a guide to play. Then go, so what does Purge do? Go check online. No, I want, sorry, I want. Then they can change the wording on Purge and stuff. I don't care. I want a a rulebook in my hand so I can sit down on my can and read. Well, bring your iPad into the bathroom. Bring your iPad into the bathroom. In fact, I can't go to the bathroom without my phone. I'm like, hurry! I gotta pee. Where's my phone? I can't. I can't pee. I can't be in the bathroom without it. So that's mine. Um, again, with some caveats, it's an early play, but I think I'll enjoy the game, and I'm looking forward to hopefully he's organizing a couple of tournaments down there. And I know that someone, uh, oh, someone was talking about having some games. I think it was t- tomorrow night or tonight. They were going to play some. I think it's uh, Hayes. Yeah, Hayes do something. Yeah. So yeah, Keyforge, and I'll, Dorian. I'll take the next one. I, I will uh, double down on the Keyforge thing. That was really good. But for my actual, because I enjoyed my game, my two games of it. Uh, it's a great, it's a great game. Love the art. But my recommendation is the Aftermath trilogy, uh, the Star Wars novels. I uh, they've been out for a long time. They're I grab them as paperbacks, and they're good they're good these read. are the these are the old ones not the new ones so because i have the new I, ones the new ones are it how long have they been out then mm-hmm. a couple mm. years is it chuck wending yeah yes. chuck, well it's not a long time a couple of years but they're they're ter- they're churning stuff out pretty quickly because i've still i got the hardcover and i haven't read it yet and i'm thinking i've only had that for uh, a year now well there you go it's there a good go. book you should read it I am recommending it. Okay, I will read it. It's on I have my fifty books to read this year. There you go. And Razaman. Razaman. I'll tell you what I saw, and that was Dune. Ooh. The movie Dune. Oh, which one? The one with Sting in mul- it? Multiple. Yes. Yeah, the one with Sting in it. The best one. What? <laughs> That's terrible. I don't. I was like, because I know Clive had been like, ah, oh, my top. I, actually, you posted a book. Yeah, it right? is. You're, you're post your top seven books ever or something, yeah. and Dune is one. And so Dune then it came awesome. up on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, f- hell yeah, I'll yeah, watch no. this. Holy cow! I want the two and a half hours of my life back. Yeah, it, it is a terrible movie. Wasn't <laughs> there, wasn't there movie. a miniseries a little while? A new miniseries? It was a new, I think they did it as a miniseries. Yeah. Then you know what else I found that I could, didn't understand? It's like there's a whole documentary that follows a director and yeah. what he would do if to he, remake Dune yeah, no. if he had the money. Some kind of Polish or it's Czechoslovakian guy. It's like two and guy. a half hours of what he would do to yeah. remake them. And I'm like, I, I'm seriously looking at Is this what I think it is? <laughs> is this a movie about what he would do to remake the movie? <laughs> you, it's about you, a movie that, yeah. a movie it's a, about a movie exactly. that doesn't exist. And it has a higher Metacritic rating than Dune does. <laughs> yeah. Well, do, do, I have to say Dune is a terrible <laughs> it's movie. It's awful. It's like it's like it's like like aliens that spew out the gas and they look like vajayjays. Now, crawl is a terrible movie. We can all agree that's awesome. So, so don't watch. But but it's like taking um, the Song of Fire and Ice and Game of Thrones and turning it into a two-hour movie. How good would that movie be if you did that? If you took the if you took the story and took it into a two-hour movie. 
Depends. Does everybody still die? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I liked what did I like about it? I liked um all of the like the the actors before they were famous, right? And I liked the yeah. fact that Sting was in it. Um and I kind of got and he that was there, terrible. He was terrible. I got the fact that there was a deeper storyline there, but I was just so sad that I didn't know what that storyline was. Okay. And I kind of like, you know, like, hey, this guy is going through all these epic adventures and now he becomes like the freaking captain of the world. That was kind See, of See, I guess for me, I, I remember watching that movie because my brother was watching it and then him giving me the book ah. and saying, here, start reading this. It'll be cool. And I was like, oh, okay. He, and it is cool it's yeah. it a great read it is and a I, great I think book for me that's clouded that movie now that i think yeah. that's a good movie because the benny jesuits i don't even know like because you don't know from just watching the movie what the hell everything is you, right? you have the, the, the yeah. whole the trilogy is really good yeah. yeah so i gotta i gotta i gotta read up so he's he's not recommending <laughs> not recommending the movie that. but just so everybody knows i have an intention to sometime in the future read dune okay i'll trilogy. recommend something to watch okay. the biggest slice of 1970s sci-fi cheese buck rogers in yes. the 25th century i just now, watched that new, too yeah, long ago it's it, awesome it is it's, it's a great show and so bad and i tell you now i know what so that came out in late 70s so i was just a young lad and i love colonel wilma deering she was the hottest thing on TV for a teenage boy. I'm gonna Google wearing, her and, yeah. gog- and then maybe goggle her. <laughs> You're gonna yeah. goggle her. And the actress Erin Gray, Colonel Wilma Deering. She used to wear like uh, there you yeah. go, blue, the blue span, yeah. all, all those spandex suits. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, imagine being a holy cow, she's cute. Yeah, fourteen-year-old boy watching her on TV <laughs> every day. Oh my gosh. I watched. Uh, I don't remember where I saw that. It's 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 on the TV channel right now. They okay. play all the old movies, so I I actually got that on record. You know, every time it comes out. Not her. No. Anyway, Buck Rogers, the twenty fifth century. And great, the twenty first and a half century. Great slice of seventies sci fi cheese. Anyway, that's uh, it. I I'm never sorry knew. Justin couldn't recommend anything. Well, I, re- I recommend Colonel Wilma Deering. Highly recommend, actually. Highly recommend Colonel Wilma Deering. And as Justin's head hits the table, Ouch. it is the time to end the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Green Dragon Games for sponsoring um, the views from the Outer Rim. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we didn't send you to sleep along with Justin. <laughs> this is Evil C signing off. Bye, everybody. Razaman, Justin signing off. And Herminator signing off. Otherwise Thanks known again. as the Grand Moth. The, Hermin- the Grand Moth Herminator. Grand Moth.